0: Well, Jim Nance, thank you for the introduction there. We have an awesome week coming up. Masters week here, and hard to believe it's already here. Uh, 2020 Masters is finally happening, the month of November. And I've got Joe LaCava. We're going to revisit an exclusive interview I got with him a couple days after the winning Masters from last year and all that amazing experiences with Tiger Woods there on the back nine. A really good visit with Joe, and just some awesome thoughts and memories. From that final day at the Masters and what that was like and we get into the people that uh, texted him, reached out to him the conversations he had especially with Tiger what did Tiger Woods tell him um, that Sunday night uh, what was the first text message we get into that and just kind of the emotion and the connection between those two and what that was like coming down the stretch and afterwards so we'll get into it here with Joe LaCava first with our sponsor Encore Golf the Vero X1 ball, their tour ball, really good stuff. It's patented perimeter-weighted design for the most forgiving tour ball in golf. A low spin off the driver, high launch in the greens, four-piece design for great wedge control around the greens when you're chipping. And then cast urethane premium cover for optimal feel. It's a great golf ball. I've been using it the last couple weeks. Vero X1, again, from Encore Golf. Check out their website, EncoreGolf.com. And let's get to it. Joe LaCava here. From the twenty nineteen Masters, just a couple days after the win, uh, speaking with me exclusively over the phone here on Beyond the Clubhouse. And before we get to playing it, uh, obviously this aired on Caddy Network. It was a written story that I did for them uh, that month. Excuse me, that week after the Masters. So that's where you saw it first, an exclusive, the Caddy Network exclusive with Joe Lucaba, detailing the aftermath. Uh, from the Masters win, So good stuff there. Always check out caddynetwork.com for some great content on caddies, especially Joe LaCava um, and the Masters. But again, stick with this. There's a lot of energy in Joe's voice. You're going to hear a little bit of feedback early on because this was over the phone, but but just hang in there with it. It's a really good interview, and um, I hope you enjoy it here on Beyond the Clubhouse. (laughs) can't complain i mean being being gone for eight nine days uh you come back we got a one and a half year old daughter so my wife was like all right you gotta hit the chores right now you gotta do this so
1: how old
0: uh, she's a year and a half
1: wow that's awesome good for you
0: thanks man we got we got a son due the week of the pga so uh wow that's uh gonna have to balance work and uh and family at that point we'll see
1: that's that's very exciting good for you
0: yeah and and how's your daughter doing
1: She's doing good things, all good. She gets out, she's got about another five or six weeks of school, then she's done, and then she's going to join the workforce, hopefully, so it's all good.
0: Oh, man, that's awesome. And that's cool that yeah, Megan yeah. That's cool that Megan was on property, too, right? It was her and not your your daughter wasn't on property, was she?
1: No, she's back at school. She would have loved to have been, but yeah, my wife was there, so it was good.
0: Yeah. Joe Scoburn, as you know, a great caddy, he said it was the top of the mountain, the fact for a caddy that Tiger said, we did it. Um... D- describing that big moment there you know when he talked to you and said we did it you know what what was your takeaway from that how'd that feel
1: oh I thought it was pretty special too I'm one of those guys that you know th- I'd like to think I try to stay in the background as much as possible because it's all about the players certainly all about Tiger um uh, you know Tiger really doesn't feel that way he always considers us a team and always makes you feel part of the team which is fantastic and, I, and it's funny you say that because I got Quite a few texts from other caddies saying the same thing that you know they thought it was awesome that Tiger said that. I mean, you know, of all the guys, because you know everyone looks up to the Tiger; and he's the best. You know, so when he says something like that, it really resonates. And uh, I thought it was great. And he, you know, he loves all the guys and the caddies and stuff like that. So he's, you know, he's in tune with that. He appreciates having a, you know a decent caddy and, a, and more so, you know, a good friend out there when he's playing. So it was it, it was a nice touch.
0: You talk about those 10 seconds of the scoring tent with Tiger. I mean, just I know it was short, but what was that like?
1: We just kind of looked at each other and soaked it all in. And, you know, we're still, you know, you know, it's basically seven minutes after he pipes out. So it's hard to take it all in at that point. But, you know, just take a deep breath. You know, really nothing was really said. You know, he basically said we did it again. But nothing needed to be said. It was just we shared a moment, looked at each other. It you was know, just such an achievement. And. Just a proud moment more than anything, you know what I mean? It's just mm. Like I said, nothing really needed to be said. We just got to read each other's minds.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the caddy response earlier. I mean, what has that overall been like in terms of messages, just phone calls? I mean, what have the guys been like uh, since uh, the big win for you?
1: You know, it's been terrific. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, when the, when the player does well, the caddy does well, we're all kind of buddies, and I got many nice and- – most of the text basically said, great going. Uh, you know, thought it was awesome that you stuck around through thick and thin. You know, some guys might not have done it, whatever. Uh, so, a lot of very nice text, which is which is nice. I mean, I, you know, they don't have to do it, but they do it. Uh, and, you know, I, I look at it as, you know, all these guys that I'm buddies with or just kind of friendly with, I think everyone out there does a terrific job. I'm just, you know, fortunate to be working for one of the top players or, you know, be top players. So, I'm in a great spot, but a lot of nice
0: comments. Talk about that in terms of how important that was on 16. I know, you, you know you're trying to make me feel good, you're saying, right?
1: <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I'm I, half jokingly, um, you know, and obviously he's serious. He's not joking around at that time, but, um, you know, I thought that to myself. Are you kidding me? We know exactly what it is. Um, you know, the last thing you want to do there is overcut it up on the right, which you're probably going to do because you're trying to take something off a of seven iron. Um, but at the same time, you know, for Tiger, it's a full, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a rip eight iron for him to get it back there. 180. Um, I mean, trust me, I'm just happy as can be that he hit it two feet, but I think the goal was to kind of leave it underneath the hole so you could have a decent putt at it. Um, you no, know, it's a shot that, you know, like I said, under the circumstances is not that easy to pull off. Um, because you know, for him, like I said, he's got to draw it to get it there and rip it. And the last thing you want to do is overcook it, uh, into that bunker. Uh, um, but he hit a nice tight draw where it wasn't going to overhook, and, you know, everything worked out well. But, we, you know, like I said, we jokingly kid around. I'm trying to make me feel good. We, uh, you, know, you know exactly what it is. You know exactly what you're doing. And that's what I did at the end of the – you know, I, I kept telling you know, show me something, stuff like that, because, um, you know, I wanted him to be to be confident in me, but he had a real good feel with what he was doing It was in complete control of his game and had great distance control and stuff like that.
0: Well, well here, here's an interesting two-part question. I, I think you might agree with this. I think it was crucial and, um, that you guys were in threesomes and with the weather, meaning that you had the final say, and you, as you mentioned, uh, you were able to see Brooks put it in the water in front of you guys on 12 as he came up, right? So having that situation with the threesomes, being in the final group versus twosomes, I think you guys would have been in the second to last group, right?
1: Yeah, we would not have been in the last group, but we mentioned that when, you know, when the night ended, once we found out we were officially going threesomes. So... It's always nice to be in the last group because you know exactly what everybody's doing. And like I said, with threesomes, it's a little bit slower. With seem there's more space between the groups. So you're definitely seeing what's going on in front of you, even though they have scoreboards everywhere. Uh, but it did help the fact that we saw those guys dropping. So we knew something fishy was going on up at, up at 12 <laughs> because, you know, we played with Poulter the day before. And he played very, very well. And we know how well Brooks is playing. I mean, the whole world knows that. So it wasn't like they missed his shots. So we knew something funny had to be going on. Um, so that did help because we knew, you know, listen, even if we don't feel the win on the tee, obviously there's got to be a little bit something in. Um, and I think going back to the last group thing, I think playing the last group helps too because, um, like I said, you kind of know what the guy in front of you is doing and how he's playing and stuff like that. And even though if he was to be in front of us and we were in twosomes, you have an idea what's going on on the scoreboard. But to have it right there in front of you, kind of, you know what you got to do. And, and for a long time, uh, Francisco was playing very well and, and was never never looked like he was going to do anything wrong whatsoever so we knew we had to get after
0: him mm. well and that's a fair point because it seemed like tiger didn't press when molinari was almost playing unbeatable stuff through 11 uh what what did you think there in terms of game plan and and not pressing
1: yeah i mean it, it's you know we got through the front nine and under par which i don't think is all bad especially after a couple of bogeys um and tiger's been you know he's, he's won this tournament enough to know that you don't want to press because that's possibly when mistakes happen um and, and he knows those last holes are gettable basically for everyone. Um, and I don't think you want to start pressing, you know, certainly 10 through 12 is not the area you want to start pressing. I think from 13 on, let's just say at Molnar made a par, we certainly would have probably need to be pretty aggressive coming in on some of the shots for sure.
0: Hmm. But instead you had a smile on your face on 13-T because uh, you knew your guys one of the best in the world with the short to mid-irons uh, coming in, right?
1: No, that was huge. That was my first thought. I'm thinking to myself, okay, now we're gonna you know, everyone's gonna have some opportunities here. I get it, thirteen and fifteen, everyone not I shouldn't say everyone, but they're they're gettable for sure. Doesn't mean they're automatic, but they're gettable. But I again I, I you know, you think to yourself, mid irons on fifteen, shortish irons on the rest of the holes, I like my guy's chances for sure. Against yeah. anyone in the world.
0: And, and I just have to just go back real quick to twelve T. I mean I mean what, sure. what what was that thought process like? Um, I know you guys ultimately went with a nine iron, right? Right, yep. Uh,
1: thought process was, you know, we go over our game plan before anyone else hits. And, you know, like I said, we'll go back to guys drop it, And then, you know, Webb Simpson was over the green in that group in front of us. Um, so, you know, my, in my, my mind, I was thinking, okay, it's not playing that easy. Let's make sure we stick to the game plan. And, you know, Tiger's are one of those guys where, you know, when I worked for Fred in 92 when he almost souped it. He just, he, like, he'll tell you a million times, he goes, I just can't get myself to hit it left even though I know I'm supposed to. I automatically, my body, my swing goes towards the pin. Mm. Um, and, you know, and a lot of people do that. I mean, it's hard to get yourself knowing, you know, you see out of the corner of your eye that the pin's over there 30 feet, but you're going to hit it 30 feet left of it. Um, and that's exactly what he just stuck to the game plan. The good news for us was he knows he can't get a nine over there to the flag, and he has no choice but to hit it where he hit it. Mm. So that helps. But you still got to hit the shot and take the pin out of play.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then and like and you asked me, but anyway, so then when when Francisco hit in the water, um, you know, I just went over to the tea real quick because like I said, he was in complete trouble, what he was doing. I didn't want to get in the way at that point. And I just let him know, I said I still think, you know, where the wind is, which is a little left to right and a little bit out. She says, Gotcha. As soon as he said, Gotcha that's all I needed to hear and he was on his way. <laughs>
0: man that's 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 golf history right there i love that how how deafening was the crowd at 16 you said people were standing there it made you feel amazing to see them stand up there in that little cove i mean what was that like
1: it was amazing like you said you know you've seen them all stand up because at that point which i don't know at the time they've already seen a couple old ones so they know there's action obviously you know they also know tigers had a great shot. to be honest with you, I was hoping for the most, the loudest word of my life, which would mean he made an ace. And then at that point, if he makes an ace there, then, you know, basically the tournament's over. Um, so I was completely jacked up. Um, and it's just great to see the crowd jump up like that and get all jacked up. And like I said, I was hoping it was a foot. I was, you know, when it was two feet, I was excited too. But I was hoping, like I said, it was basically a tap, which it basically was. But, the, 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 you know, when you see that crowd stand up like that under the circumstances, amazing.
0: Mm. Was there any?
1: You you got to enjoy it for a minute. You know, know you're going up there, you're going to have a tap, (laughs) and so you got to, you know, not let your guard down, but you can take a breath and enjoy it.
0: Mm. And and was there any fun exchange after you guys made the putt? I mean, obviously. Well, he,
1: he, you know, caught me off guard a little bit, to be honest with you, because I'm, you know, at that point, I'm kind of like, you know, trying to figure out what the wind's doing on the next hole, even though it wasn't blowing that hard. I wanted to make sure I know exactly where it is, because that's what he's going to ask me as soon as he steps on the tee. And I think I was in my book kind of checking it out, and I was kind of reaffirming where that pin was because it was a newish pin for seventeen. Um, and I normally try to get out there in the mornings, but it was so dark when I did go out there. They had didn't have many of the holes cut, yeah. So I didn't actually get, I didn't actually get a chance to see this one because of the double tees. Uh, but I knew it was a different kind of pin, anyways. I'm, I'm rambling on, but I was doing my work for seventeen. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I hear you know, a lot of times he'll, he'll say, take a look, which is great, or, you know, he needs to tell or whatever, and then he said something. I couldn't really hear him because it was, you know, down I was always from, him. he said, take a look. I was like, take a look. It's a it's a one-and-a-half-footer straight up the hill here. Let's just knock this thing and get out of here. It, it, you know, basically saying, you know, let's not overanalyze this thing at this point, too. Let's just pound it in. And I went over there and took a quick look. I thought it was straight. He said left center. I said, go with it, and he pounded it right in the middle.
0: And then, yeah. But but yet, yeah, you didn't feel it was over until Brooks was really out of the equation because he had a wedge in his hands, uh, 17 and 18, huh?
1: No, I, I completely expected him to make at least one birdie. And, you know, like I said, I think having that new pin on 17, it, it looked like he hit it basically the same spot Tiger hit, you know, 10 or 12 feet left of the hole. Um, and, you know, I, I talked to people afterwards, and they said everybody missed that same putt. Um, so, again, it's a, it's, it's, it's a putt that you don't – put two in the practice rounds because they've never had it there before, and it was kind of, you know, a lot more middle than, than Augusta normally has, but I think they probably wanted some action coming in, and I get that, um, and then I also, I the, the two pins that were cut in the morning, nine eighties. so I got a go look at that one, but everybody knows what that one is, and I said to myself, you know, if Brooks, I don't know what Brooks hits off that See, so if he hits a driver, he's going to have a wedge or a sandwich in there, and if he hits a uh, three-way, he's going to have a nine-year-old wedge in there, so I expected him to have a 10 or 12-footer there, too, and I guess he did and didn't make it. Um, but honestly, I thought we were going to have to uh, finish 14, but as it turns out, 13 was enough.
0: Mm. And yeah. uh, and then obviously you were invited to that party by Rob, <laughs> and I saw you walk into the party at Butler Cabin. Uh, obviously you were off guard a little bit, because like you said, you weren't dressed for it, but uh, what, what was that like, though? I mean, just celebrating and... No,
1: it was very neat. Like I said, that's I'm sort of out of my element there, <laughs> uh, not only because I'm not dressed appropriately but those people are you know very they're extremely nice people and they were extremely nice to me but it's just it's just a situation that I'm not I don't want to say I'm comfortable with I'm just not it's just not me you know what I mean not in a bad way it just isn't me but I will say this once we got in there everyone was fantastic had a lot of nice things to say about Tiger and myself and couldn't have been any nicer and then once we sat down and got comfortable it was great
0: and Saquon, why Saquon Barkley? I know you're a huge Giants fan, but why was he the lucky shirt you were wearing?
1: Well, I mean, you know, I'm a big Eli Manning guy, too, and he's he's my main Giants guy. But, you know, we got to go with a the, with the new kid in town. He could be the best player in the NFL, and he's going to be our guy for the next eight or ten years, hopefully. So, um, And my kid loves him. My whole family loves him, so I just went with the Barkley t-shirt.
0: Any response from Saquon yet? or?
1: Um, you know, I guess through the Nike people, he was pretty pumped up that you know i was out there sporting his his t-shirt and uh chris mara was kind enough to text me he said the same thing so um i think they said there's a little something on the way because they're looking for my address so which
0: which which is completely <laughs> not necessary but i'm pretty pumped that is awesome well speaking of yeah. responses the responses are such a huge part of the story joe um have you heard anything from Freddie yet since since this yeah no he sent me some nice texts you know he was texting me all week <laughs> and sent some nice texts
1: and Uh, Believe it or not, he said, you know, he goes, he says, I'm just as excited for today, meaning Sunday after the fact, if not more than when I won in 92. But that's just how he is. I mean, he's always loved Tigers throughout the years. Um, You know, we we had a great relationship. We continue to have have a great relationship. Um, And I think that's why everybody loves Fred. He's thinking about us versus his deal in 92, but so he said some really nice things about both Tiger
0: and myself, yes. Mm, huge guy. I mean, Chris Morrow got back, got back to you, and Swami, I mean, what, what, what were those conversations like?
1: You know, same thing, Swami, just, you know, nice going, happy for you, you know, glad you stayed the course, it all worked out. You know, Chris and I have become pretty good friends, he's a huge golfer, and uh, we always kid and go back and forth. Uh, but he said, you know, some nice things as well. You know, his, his is like, you know, nice going, big boy. That, his are, you know, quick <laughs> and easy. But it's just nice that they pop in and check in and, and say nice things.
0: Yeah. And hockey players, you said, as well, a handful of others?
1: Yeah, a few of the hockey guys came out, like, you know, a couple like Marty St. Louis and Brad Richards, who who are now retired, you know, played for the Rangers at one time. We're, were stoked. I mean, you know how these ex-athletes, are, that's all they want to do is play golf and become <laughs> even better golfers once they retire. So, uh, you know. A lot of nice stuff from a lot of nice
0: people. How would you feel the next day, Joe? When you woke up, I mean, when did it feel real, or, or you know? It's a great question. um It probably took a day or two to sink
1: in. I was with some friends on Monday, and obviously they're all jacked up, and we're still talking about it.
0: So, um, in Augusta, or where some... were? You... What's that? Where, where were you with those friends? uh
1: Well, Sunday night we went out with some local caddies. Um, Oh, Augusta! Just hanging out, having a good time. But Monday night, a friend of mine in town, who's a tax guy, was actually having a party on a Monday night because it was the end of tax season. So I went over there, and he had a lot of friends that I'm, you know, mutual friends that I'm friends with. So we all shared a lot of laughs, and you know, I hate, you know, we talked. Ninety-nine percent of the conversation was about Sunday in Augusta, so it was kind of neat. But it sunk in, you know, it took a couple days until you realize and start talking to guys like you and some other people that I've talked to this week. About actually what really happened and how great a feat it was. So it, it is starting to sinking now, but it took a couple of days.
0: Mm. And the last two I had for you. Um, sure. What What have the talks been like with with TW since this? I mean, obviously, it's such a huge win for him and to prove to his kids what you know, just to be, for them to be there. Um, but what's that conversation been like?
1: It's we haven't had, we haven't shared much. I know he's exhausted, and I, I believe it or not, I've been returning other texts. He did send me one nice text and basically said. You know, the same thing he's always said, just, you know, kind of like we did it and appreciate you hanging in there with me and, you know, love you like a brother. And I sent one back very similar. That was about it. I mean, not nothing crazy, but I'm sure we'll have, um, you know, a nice sit down dinner, rehash everything once we get together, wherever that is, the next tournament, hopefully. Um, and, you know, not necessarily celebrate it, but just, you know, enjoy it and reminisce a little bit and talk about how great the deal was.
0: Mm. In 40 years, when Joey Lacava is uh, smoking a, uh, a cigar and he's got a couple <laughs> beers in his hands and he's talking to his grandkids and great grandkids, what, what is he going to tell them about Sunday at Augusta?
1: Well, I mean, I'm I guessing it'll be more my wife because you know how I am. I'm really not that way, but I mean, I don't mind sharing it with the grandkids when that day does come. You know, I, mean, I'll just tell them you know how incredible it was and how great a spot I was you know fortunate to be in. To see, you know, some great golf over the years with Tiger, and I'll try to, you know, relay the story about how much he went through between everything in his last major and all the years, and you know, some, you know, a lot of people having doubts—not in a bad way—they just did, and you know, he 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 got it done. It was mm-hmm.
0: Just awesome. Yeah, and then the last, very last one is, uh, how much are you looking forward to? Obviously, P, uh, PGA is going to be in New York with your fellow Giants fans are going to be in the crowd right. cheering on Tiger. I mean, what is this going to be like, man? Next major here. um, what do you think?
1: I can't even imagine. I mean, the, like you said, the atmosphere will be off the hook after we just won this one. I mean, I think it would be anyways because, you know, the New York crowds are very enthusiastic. But and I can't wait. You know, the PGA of America is probably going to come up with some sort of awesome threesome. I mean, I could see like a Tiger Brooks and Dustin kind of thing or, you know, <laughs> something like that or Rory and JT. And, and, and or, you know, I mean, or, it's just going to be incredible threesome. So that's going to be off the hook, too. Um, And obviously, you know he he's got a full month to hopefully rest and be ready for it. So more importantly than just, I mean, the atmosphere will be incredible and that'll be fun. But more importantly, hopefully he's refreshed and ready to go.
0: Absolutely, buddy. Well, hey, thanks so much for your time, Joey. Always good to see you on course, and hopefully uh, hopefully I'll see you at the PGA after uh, after the sun's here. All right. Well, good luck with that. I hope it goes well. Oh, Thanks, man. Cheers, buddy. All right. Thanks, Kurt. See you. Well, my thanks to Joe LaCava. I thought there was a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, even just a couple days after the win uh, for, for Tiger, his guy. And obviously, he, Tiger said, we did it. What a moment that was for Joe to soak that in. And it had been, what, 27 years since Joe had been a part of a winning Masters. Of course, the last one was Fred Couples. What an exciting Masters. What an awesome finish. Hope you guys enjoyed it. we got more content coming here this week. For the Masters. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Johnston Garrett. Follow Beyond Clubhouse at Beyond Clubhouse. On Facebook as well, check out Beyond the Clubhouse. Should be an awesome week. Hope you guys enjoy it and stick with me here on Beyond the Clubhouse. we got more content coming.